You are listening to Wake Up or Break Up with your host, LCB. I'm so excited you decided to join me today. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. He knew it would break me. He did something that he knew would be completely unforgivable, something that would break my heart, destroy our marriage and our business. And he did it anyway. He didn't think about how I would feel, what would happen next. And even the idea of what if we still worked out after those thoughts never crossed his mind. He was selfish. He was in the moment and he did what he thought was best for himself. And no one can tell me otherwise. He messed up and he has to take responsibility for that. And what's beautiful about someone doing something so incredibly hateful, deceptive, manipulative, is that it leaves you no other choice but to change. And so as terrible as I felt in the moment, as horrific as it was to hear that my husband of almost 10 years, my partner, the love of my life for the past 15 years, did something so incredibly horrendous to me and our family and our relationship, I had no other choice but to become better. And so it almost feels like in that moment, when my friend Destiny told me that Joe was the married man who was having this affair with one of my clients, I died to the person I used to be. But I was also born again in that same instant. Cheating didn't kill me, you guys. Cheating made me stronger. And so today, I really want to talk about why. Why did the cheating make me stronger? What happened? Why didn't it break me down, destroy my life, my marriage, my hope, my optimism? Why am I doing this podcast? I should be hiding in shame behind closed doors, you know, praying that the pain will go away. And I'm not. I feel more powerful, more liberated, and more in touch with who I am and who I want to be than I ever have in my entire life. And I can only attribute that to the fact that I hid behind the security of a relationship for the past 15 years. I relied on Joe to be my identity, to be the definition of love, to show me my self-worth, what I was capable of. He dictated everything for me. And it wasn't because he was controlling in my relationship. It's because I allowed him to be. I allowed him to be everything to me for the past 15 years. And that was freaking dumb. That was dumb of me. I can't believe that I wasted so much time trying to make someone else happy, trying not to do things so I wouldn't piss them off or so I wouldn't give him a reason to cheat on me. Because look, I did everything I thought I was supposed to do. I, you know, had sex, 
before we were married. I moved to LA so he could pursue acting. I worked a job while he went to auditions. I held it down. I sacrificed a lot of money and time. And I had a baby that I never thought that I would have, but he wanted to have this legacy. And I sacrificed my body for that. And I was okay. I was okay with always putting my dreams on the back burner. I was okay with not really knowing who I was and what I wanted because what I wanted most for the past 15 years was to make Joe happy, was to make Joe love me, was to make my marriage work, was to be a good girlfriend, a good wife, a good fiance, a good mom, a good whatever. And it bit me in the ass, you guys. Because what I didn't spend the last 15 years doing was becoming the best version of myself possible. I did not practice self-care unless it was a byproduct of me being pissed off and running off and then finally doing something for myself out of anger towards Joe. That's the realization I received when I heard that Joe was a married man having an affair with one of my clients. It was a wake-up call. It was the freaking wake-up call of a lifetime. And I received it. And I did not hit snooze. I did not continue sleeping. I woke the F up because I had no other choice. I had to move on. I could not sleep any longer. 15 years, you guys. And I'm not saying it was 15 years of misery because... Like I said, Joe was the love of my life. I I would do anything for him, obviously. And I had some of my best times, my best memories being with him. And when I had Banks, a part of me died that I never mourned. The Elsie that I was before I had Banks was gone. And not completely. It's not like I'll never be that Elsie again. But there's a lot of parts of me that I will not be able to access again that naive mindset without that responsibility of another human being for the rest of your life that carefree Elsie is gone and now whenever I make plans I have to think about who's going to watch banks what's going to happen here what's going to happen there life changes and that was the first that was probably the first part of me that I just I never took a chance to mourn and so when this happened with Joe It was another opportunity for me to, one, recognize that there was another loss, the loss of this fairy tale that I had believed for years. Like, if you are just a good person, you have sex regularly, you're kind, and you do things for the other person, you compromise, your marriage will work, and you'll live happily ever after. Like, I for real believed, you guys, that there was such a thing as happily ever after. I'm here to tell you it's a lie. Happily ever after in the fairy tale books doesn't exist. And if you look at fairy tales, they lived happily ever after because that's all we want to know. We don't want to know how they lived happily ever after. We just want to assume that once you find your prince charming and you get married, it's part of the deal. It's part of what we signed up for. Um, Happily ever after, duh, of course, it comes with every marriage lies <laughs> that was a lie and I I believed it for so long I honestly got to the point before Joe cheated where I thought that being miserable was part of the deal that fighting and feeling disconnected and bitterness and thinking of cheating like this is part of what 
people do, right? Like that's part of a happy marriage is being miserable. I mean, does that make sense to you guys? Like, is this completely unrealistic and unfair to even expect of people to have this happily ever after? I don't want to be a cynic. I don't want to say that cheating made me cynical, that it made me question relationships and other people's happiness and the sanctity of marriage and all that shit. Like, I don't want to say that, but lightweight, the rose-colored glasses are off, you guys. My view of marriage has changed. And one of the biggest things that I learned is that marriage doesn't give you ownership to the other person. It does not give you a guarantee that you will be together, that you will be faithful, that you will be happy, that you'll even like each other. There are no guarantees in marriage, except that you are going to be in it as long as you both choose to continue on. And that's really all there is. Joe is not mine. He does not belong to me. And you know what? I don't belong to him either. If I choose at any moment to leave, I can do it. And if he at any moment chooses to leave, he can. And that's the beauty of marriage, you guys. That's that's the catch. You choose each other every single day. And it's that mutual appreciation of, holy shit, he chose me again today. And I choose him again today. And the acknowledgement of, okay, we can leave at any time. We have the freedom to leave. He doesn't owe me and I don't own him. But we choose to be here together. And when you choose to be somewhere, when you choose to be with someone, it feels so much different than when you have to be with someone, when you're stuck with someone. And if you find yourself using that type of language when you describe your relationship and your marriage, I really encourage you to take a look at what's going on in your love life. And if it's worth keeping around, if it's more of a burden than it is a blessing, because we have so many burdens in our lives, you guys, there is no need to have this insane loyalty towards something that isn't serving us, isn't enhancing our lives, isn't elevating where we're at. It's just bringing us down and making us feel like garbage. It's making us freaking resentful towards the other person in ourselves. And that doesn't make you stronger, you guys. That's what kills you. And I don't mean kill you physically, but spiritually. Like it kills your spirit. It kills your joy when you're with someone who makes you effing miserable. And so something that I want to have with Joe moving forward is this two people living lives together, but separately. Like we are individuals who choose to be together. We have our own interests, our own likes. It's not joe and elsie it's not joe's wife it's not elsie's husband i am elsie he is joe and that's that and i don't know if it's gonna work like i'm making these podcasts like me and joe are trying to make things work but i just don't think there's ever going to be a point where it's like yeah this works I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's always going to be a constant work in progress. And I'm going to constantly work to be a better person. I need to work on myself, focus on my self-care, focus on my needs, my wants, my desires. And by figuring out my own happiness 
it makes it easier for my relationship to be compatible. It makes it easier for me to want to pour energy and love and time into Joe. It also helps me be a better mom and a better daughter because I am taking care of myself. I don't feel like I'm spread too thin. I don't feel like anything is lacking. I feel like I'm freaking focused. Like I feel like Elsie. And for a long time, I did not feel like Elsie. I felt like a puppet just being pulled here and there, just performing for people what they wanted to see, what they wanted to hear, what would make them happy, what makes me look like a good person. And I don't have to do that anymore because I am trying to continue to honor my authentic self and whoever that is. And you know, the thing about being authentic, you guys, isn't that you're one way and you're always like that. Like that's like being a robot if you're just the same all the time. My authentic self is that I honor my moods, whether they're good moods, bad moods, whatever. I honor where I'm at. I honor myself. I don't jeopardize or compromise who I am for anyone. And I make sure that I don't allow people into my energy or space that don't enhance my life. And I don't engage in activities and interactions that don't enhance my freaking life because I don't know how much time I have. I don't know how much time I have with these people in my life right now. I don't know how much time I have on earth. So why am I wasting it doing anything else but freaking fantastic, awesome, epic shit? Cheating didn't kill me, you guys. Cheating made me stronger. Cheating made me realize that anything can end in the blink of an eye and it has nothing to do with me it's totally out of my hands people can make decisions around me that can epically affect me and if I am not prepared to defend my peace to protect my happiness to look out for my own well-being I'm gonna be freaking crushed I'm gonna be destroyed and my life may fall apart And that was the blessing of finding out that Joe cheated on me because had I found out when I was in the throes of my postpartum depression, I don't know what the F would have happened. I don't know what I would have done. I don't know where I would have gone. I don't know if I would have been able to recover. So I thank God and the universe and all of the things on earth that I found out at a time where I was starting to thrive again, when I was finding myself, where I was getting back into the groove of being a functioning human being. I cannot tell you how sad and happy I was to find out that the fairy tale was a lie, that there was no happily ever after. It was a huge sigh of relief because those expectations were gone. I just want to put that out there. I know that, you know, this is about me getting stronger and being stronger was me saying F you, F you to all those insane expectations and standards that society placed on me and that that I placed on myself, that I needed to be this person that only put on a smiling face. You only share a little bit, you know, of the bad days. You have to share more good days, that you have to put your family first. You have to put your husband first, that you don't complain. If you're depressed or having a bad day, you have to be positive and happy sunshine and rainbows. F that. F those standards. I could be a good daughter and not have to live up to those standards. I could be a good mom and not live up to those standards. Like, I decide the standard now. I am the standard. The expectation is set by me. 
and that feels effing amazing. And it's freaking so liberating, you guys. It is insane, the power that comes from letting something go. Cheating didn't kill me, you guys. It made me stronger. But a part of me had to die for me to get stronger. It didn't kill me, but like I said, a part of me had to die. The fairy tales, the expectations, this happily ever after mindset, that made me stronger. The fact that I could not erase the world's memory of what happened to me and Joe, I had to face that shut full on. Like, okay, this is me. Shit, I got these scars, just like the scars I have on my tummy. I think about that too. This is just a random side note, but I look at my tummy sometimes and I'm like, oh gosh, if I could just have like laser on this loose ass skin and and just have these stretch marks taken off or if I could just have it lipoed or just, you know, whatever. But then I remember like, this is what makes me a mom. Whenever I look at this, I I am reminded that my body is so incredible that it stretched beyond its limits to hold this life inside of it. And that through this body, I was able to give birth to this amazing vessel of energy and light. And now he is just exploring the world, this little human that came from me. And these scars are a memory of that. And the same goes for these scars of cheating. Like, yeah. My heart has scars. My heart has been broken. The scars may never go away, but that's okay. I need the scars. I need the scars to remind me who I am, where I came from, and what I'm effing capable of. I don't want you guys to hide your scars. I don't want you guys to feel like you've been defeated when stuff doesn't work out the way you thought it would, when you're disappointed. There's a lesson in every situation. Sometimes you got to look a little deeper. Sometimes you got to ask someone else to borrow their eyes and see it from their point of view. I am going to try to look at not just the bright side. I'm going to look at the dark side and the bright side. And then I'm going to decide what my side is. This is how I'm going to choose to look at it. I'm going to be real. And I'm not going to set these crazy expectations for myself or Joe or my marriage or even Banks. Because we don't deserve that. We need to define who we want to be. We need to honor our authentic selves and to move forward in life, just fulfilling our purpose, whatever that is, and allowing us the space to even find out what our purpose is so that we can best serve it and best serve who we were meant to be. I don't want to live the lie anymore. I don't want to live in the shadows of the person I was before I found out Joe cheated. I don't want to live in the shadows of the person I was before I gave birth to Banks. And you should own your story too, whatever it is. Your scars are what make you beautiful because they are evidence that you are still here. They show that what you went through did not kill you. It made you stronger. And maybe you don't feel stronger yet, but that day will come. And if you need to borrow my eyes, I will show you. I will show you from my view, my perspective, how powerful you really are, how strong you are, the potential that's inside of you if you just believe in yourself. Don't let anyone else create your reality. You create your reality. So you guys, that was episode number five. I hope you liked it, you guys, because what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I know that sounds hella generic, You know, it's so cliche, but it's so freaking true. You're still here. I'm still here. Let's keep growing stronger together.
Why? Because we freaking can and no one can tell us otherwise. I hope you guys will tune in next week for episode number six. It's always so amazing to have this time with you to kind of speak love into you, share my story and hope to give you a little bit of insight, perspective, hope, inspiration, motivation for your day and your life because that's what I'm here to do. Thank you guys for listening to Wake Up or Break Up. This was Elsie and I will talk to you next time. Have an amazing day, you guys. Bye.